There's more to this cutter than meets the eye. Today I'm talking about The Outfit. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about The Outfit, which is a recent crime movie that uh, kind of showed up in theaters and disappeared almost as quickly, but I think is pretty good, and y'all should check it out. So without further ado, let's get started. When it comes to crime movies, they tend to go one of two ways. Either we've got a singular job gone bad, or an interconnected web of players bouncing off one another. Version 1 is something like Killing Them Softly, and version 2 is something like The Godfather or Goodfellas. What you almost never see is what I like to call a self-contained crime story, where all of the players move in and out of one location, like a play, which is exactly what the outfit is. Mark Rylance stars as Leonard Burling, an English cutter, fancy tailor, who owns a shop in 1956 Chicago in a neighborhood run by the Irish mob. So much so that Burling's office is used as a drop box for the mob's dirty money. While his adopted, if not in in action, if not literal, daughter Mabel dreams of escaping to Paris, Burling's world is upended when the mob boss's son arrives gutshot with tape of an informant. The outfit is a great example of how to make an engaging crime thriller on a limited budget. As I mentioned earlier, nearly all of the movie's action takes place within Burling's shop, minus a flashbike, black or two or two reveals. Rylance's Burling is the one character who's in every scene as different people pop in and out. We get a good feel for everyone's relationships to each other and then boom we've got our hot potato situation with the mobsters and the tape of the informant. Now on its face it might seem like Burling is just an observer to everything going on but it soon becomes clear that everyone's motivations are in conflict so he'll have to outwit and outmaneuver everyone to ensure that he and Mabel get out of this safely. It plays a lot like the movie Death Trap which is based on a play of the same name where every new transition or scene involves a new piece of information or a new dangerous element. This is all well-paced, never strains believability, and isn't afraid to get violent to turn up the pressure or change the stakes. Another reason the movie works so well is Mark Rylance and his performance as Burling. If the movie has a theme, a lot of thrillers like this are loose with themes and that's fine, it's that people are prone to underestimate or ignore people they see as superfluous or beneath them. Case in point, Burling at one point tells the mob boss, mob boss's son that he's the rat and the son immediately laughs it off and calls him funny but the audience is left wondering is he this is amplified by rylance's understated performance the key to his role is restraint burling carries and acts like an old english gentleman he never raises his voice and every word he says feels meticulously crafted but we keep getting hints of a dark past or an undercurrent of savvy for instance he may not make make eye contact with the crooks who drop money in his office, but he's definitely aware of them. It means that once you see him start talking to two opposing parties, you start to realize how shrewd he is, and again, using that restrained delivery. The end result is a brisk, well-acted, and enjoyable crime thriller. It may not shock and awe, but it's a lot of fun, regardless. 7 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.